Hello, you are listening to a lightly edited version of a live performance that I did on the stream Ciro Does Stuff. There was a wonderful cast of guests who you'll meet in a moment, and I want to thank Ciro for having us on her show. I'm prefacing this because the audio quality is a little different from what you're used to being a live show, but it was a lot of fun to see what our beloved Rivermaid has been up to after the conclusion of season one. I'll have some light show updates in the mid-roll, but for now, enjoy this fantastic live show that I have selfishly dubbed Barb's Honeymoon. everyone quickly and then hand it over to our keeper who will be johnny i mean we're all keepers here but johnny is the keeper of keepers as it says on screen there so hi i am zero and this is my twitch stream zero does stuff because i zero i does stuff and screw grammar the stuff is usually ttrpg related and it is today today we are playing monster of the week one shot called two dollar wolf shrimp monsters apocalypse that's a mouthful hopefully <laughs> um hopefully it'll be great we're all keepers of monster of the week podcasts or powered by the apocalypse podcast and in one instance here we will be playing beloved npcs from our own podcast who will be thrust together for a one shot and we'll see what happens just want to quickly introduce our guests so we can get started, we've got Johnny from the Monsters Playbook. We have Woo! Ian from Shrimp and Crits. Woo! We have Mr. Ray from the $2 Creature Feature. And we have David from Trials of the Apocalypse. And me from Brigade and Wolf, which is on indefinite hiatus, I suppose. Johnny, please take us away. So, as each of you is playing otherwise disconnected characters we are going to give you all a single point of contact someone that you've done some work with or fought some monsters or solved some mysteries with in the past your old pal dixon so i want to go around for each of you and i want to before we start i want to decide what sort of happened? What thing in your past? And you can either go from, say, your playbook's history, or you can go from something that you think would make sense for your character. What adventure did you and your and Dixon get up to in your monster hunting past? First, and I think also say which beloved NPC you're, you're playing as and what you did before. I will be playing Mavis from Red and Wolf. She's, <laughs> she's a librarian, and I will be playing a custom playbook called the librarian mavis is basically uh, of indeterminate older age um still quite fit and spry wears the alien a-line pencil type dress skirts with blouses but sensible walking shoes of course she's usually in the hendrix library and she was actually called out on site by, by Dixon to help him with a magic book that he had found. It was a fan fiction 
book um, called, I believe it was Sundown, so the kind of a reverse harem um, fan fiction Twilight book where there are ladies in, instead of the guides. And, and Dixon is the reason that that book made its way into the Hendrix Library in, under lock and key. Ah, the restricted section. I am quite familiar. <laughs> Exquisite. That makes me equal parts uncomfortable and overjoyed. Also, Dixon never admitted to being the writer of said fan fiction. <laughs> next, who comes... This is going to be my, my rotation, so who comes next in the rotation? I'm looking at you guys in backstage mode. Would that be me? I'm not yeah, watching the live so. stream, but... Okay, I am playing Wyatt Wardwell. Wyatt is the father of everybody's favorite Flake, Zelda Wardwell. And Wyatt is the hard case playbook. He's kind of a rough and tough former chosen, but now he's just a kick-ass monster hunter. He has the tattoo words Ward and Well on his knuckles, and they're enchanted, and it's it allows him to go fisticuffs with any monster. And I was looking at the history section for my character to figure out, you know, where Dixon would fit into this. And I think Dixon is blood kin. I think Dixon is probably a third cousin twice removed, that kind of situation. So it's a distant right. blood kin, but we're still blood kin. Okay. <laughs> so you'd see each other at all your sort of supernatural family reunions. Yeah, yeah. And usually it's kind of, you know, wherever the Wardwell family reunion is, monsters either know to stay out or, you know, most people in the know, know to stay out because usually it's an apocalypse event. <laughs> sure. He's a, he's a well word. Well ward. <laughs> well ward. Love it. Very nice. And I am playing the part of Marv the River Maid, who, as some of you may know, is a river maid, a reverse mermaid, perhaps you could say. She's a catfish from the waist up, and from the waist down, she's got some Daisy Dukes on and legs for days. Barb has just recently married the Florida man, a shapeshifter from the wild who has been in the, oh, the human world for far too long. And, well, we're on our honeymoon. Uh, we know Dixon, I know Dixon, because Dixon on vacation one time came to the LaRue Wildlife Retreat in Gullicochica, Florida, where I reside. And I think that Dixon came in to the wild section of the LaRue Wildlife Retreat, and we happened to talk, and me and the Florida man invited him in, cooked him dinner, you know, old school Southern hospitality. Um <laughs> So Dixon had a chaotic time at dinner with uh with with us. So he was just good people. Just good people. Yeah, it was great. Put his keys in oh. Barb's fishbowl, and it was the only set in there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, he had a he chance home with Bob him. or the Florida man. I mean, Dixon. Which would you have chosen? <laughs> Very interesting question. Very interesting question. <laughs> Knowing of your predilection for reverse harems. And finally, <laughs> David. Hello. Did you get catfish? catfish. 
Uh, well, to keep our fishy theme going, uh, I am playing Captain Me Captain, who is a extraterrestrial starfish uh, who works on behalf of the Cosmic Library, hunting and taking care of monsters and containing and returning them to the dimensions from which they came. He is often described as the most grizzled starfish you have ever seen. I like to think of him as like uh, sort of paramilitary Patrick Star. He's a foot tall and certainly thinks that he kicks more ass than he probably does. He's the professional playbook. And I think how I'm acquainted with Dixon, I think Captain Me Captain, while he was coming up the ranks in the Cosmic Library, he did a uh, an externship where you're supposed to like infiltrate a system unknown who are unaware of the Cosmic Library and like take details on the goings-ons there. And so I think for a time he lived in a a tank as a pet starfish in Dixon's house while he was infiltrating Earth and learning of their ways. Amazing. <laughs> I would watch that TV show. <laughs> I will insist that at some point he figured it out and the two of you became friends. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Captain Me Captain is not subtle. <laughs> so When you catch your pet starfish at the top of the tank smoking a cigar... <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the bag do they not do that here <laughs> oh, the jig is up at, <laughs> oh no just want to quickly interject that we have a minus one to Bob a plus one to David and everyone hydrate oh Sarah you got a minus one welcome what? to the minus one club ah <laughs> uh, who is it it was River. River. River, we don't like our fans. <laughs> oh, how can I maximize the comedy, comedy potential on this? I want to do... So you are each in separate places, except for I believe as we had talked about, both Mavis and Captain Me Captain were in the same place. They were at... Let me pull it up. <laughs> You are at a cosmic library conference, and I think it pleases me to, to say that you are in the middle of a seminar that is kind of, well, it's boring, but how you feel about that is up to you. It's a panel of people debating whether it's the cosmic part or the library part that truly makes the cosmic library what it is. Some think that a library is just a library and a fist fight has almost broken out because someone said the phrase just a library in this context, Mavis, you get a text message. You know what? Roll act under pressure to see whether you've silenced your phone. <laughs> We're going to start throwing it out, folks. That's the most realistic cool, roll. Uh, yeah, probably not. I rolled a six. It's one XP. Yep, so everybody hears what's a silly song to be. Somebody once told me <laughs> the world the is going to roll me. Roll me. <laughs> Just that part. And a bunch of angry nerd eyes turn to spin around to look at you. And it is a text from your pal Dixon. And uh. he says, Mavis, something weird is happening. I've, I've found something in my home that sort of shouldn't exist. You're at the top of the list for people I trust to help me figure this out. Please come. I think someone's messing with me. And he gives you, in case you forgot, 
I live in the town. Oh, of course. The town. I'll look around to see if everyone's noticed me, which they probably have. And then oh, I'll yeah, it's the a bunch hole. of librarians. And then uh, they're all, shh. <laughs> oh yes the entire room including everyone on stage erupted this like wall shaking oh maybe mutter oh dixon and then i'll do the the thing where i have to try and get up and get past everyone and excuse me excuse me oh sorry pardon me oh i seem so hard call yourself a librarian Yes. At, in in the same conference, Captain Me Captain, same role, act under pressure to see whether you've silenced your phone. Uh, that is an 11. I am really upset that I've wasted that fantastic role right now, but. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. yeah, I have a plus here. one. That's a 12, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and now it's spent and you'll never get it back because that's how dice works. Yep. You get. A very similar text. It's from your pal Dixon, and it says, Captain, I keep finding things in my house that I can't explain. There's only a few people in my life that I trust to help me figure out something like this, and you're one of them. Please come find me in the town. Captain Me Captain gets this message on his communicator. He snaps it closed. The librarian who he's holding around the neck, he got in the fist fight. Uh, <laughs> he... <laughs> He releases his little his little suction cups with a like a boop, uh, and he says, "We'll have to do this later." <laughs> oh, I can't take this off very easily. <laughs> I've got to go. Uh, and he <laughs> and he turns around on his tiny foot tall starfish legs, and with all of the the weight and gravitas uh, of a man five times his size, walks out of the room and like kicks open the door and walks the rest of the way. Oh yeah, he's got that swagger, that little starfish yeah. swagger. Yes. <laughs> Call it that starfish swagger. <laughs> Your voice for your starfish sounds like Patrick Warburton. The... Uh, my voice <laughs> for him is based off of uh, my friend's cron compression, which is, of course, Patrick Warburton. So, yeah, oh, very, nice, nice. very nice. nice. Perfect. Perfect. And Mavis will probably be, um, would be already out there, but she'll end up not seeing him in a rush as she's <clears> pulling <throat> things out of her, of her handbag and she'll trip over him, go ask over <laughs> tea kettle, just pop up and look around, straighten her glasses and go, oh, it's you. Oh, terribly sorry to get in your way there, ma'am. Oh, Mavis, <laughs> it's been ages. How's it going? It's going. And I must be going now. Oh, uh, <laughs> me too. Where are you off to? You can maybe catch drinks afterwards. I'm just off to go and uh, help a friend out of a sticky situation. Oh, um, probably not drinks after. No, um, but I'm off to the town. Oh, uh, the the town. Yes, the town. I take it you've heard of it. Oh, I <laughs> did a short stint there back in my youth. Oh, of course you were incarcerated. Yes, I'm not surprised. Well, it was it was more of an externship, but uh you know, you know how it goes. No, I have no idea. Why don't you tell me how it goes? <laughs> Since we're headed the same way, uh you want me to give you a lift? Um, and she kind of looks down at you. Like, what are you driving these days? 
oh, I was I was just gonna have my my crew uh, give me a lift on the company dime. You know. Oh. We've got the ship anyway. Shame not to use it. Yes, well, it's been a while since I've been on a ship, so and um, this would be all on my dime. So I'm. I guess I could travel with you one more time. Perfect! And he's going to pull up his communicator, beam us up. Uh, and then with a little uh, apparition, the two of you disappear and reappear on the deck of the Starship Scholastic. Because it's important to me, for some reason, I want to ask what, what means of conveyance has Mavis given up in order to take this spaceship ride? What was she going to drive? Uh, well, she was probably just going to take an Uber. She doesn't really drive. <laughs> that, that's that's what um that's what Hendrix is a small town, so she just walks everywhere. But when she's out and about, she has to use the public transportation or Uber. <clears throat> well, and I like to imagine that this conference is actually happening at some small Marriott somewhere, you know, on global Earth, and. <laughs> totally unnecessarily, we've been beamed up to a spaceship to just be beamed back down somewhere else. Yes. Not too far away, yes. You're going to take the Virgin Galactic method of transportation. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> Can I have a, a request, David? Will you, will you direct the crew to set a course for the town? <laughs> yeah. Captain Me Captain strolls out of the chamber where he's been teleported to. He stands up. Captain on the bridge. The deck. Thank you, thank you. He goes over to his chair. He snaps his fingers. I don't know how that works, but he, he does that sound. And hurriedly, one of the red shirts run over and start manning the crank to raise his chair as he hops into it. And he's raised up to his full captain height. He reaches full height and then he says, Crew, we've got a new destination today. All shipboard motors, take us to the town <laughs> and there's like a, a small pause and someone's like is that like a, a specific place or, or or the town you know the one and everybody like looks nervously between each other and then somebody just starts typing coordinates and oh this thing autofilled <laughs> oh oh you've been there before yeah you could say that and people, somebody's pushing buttons and sliding things and pushing the throttle forward, and the ship makes ready to go into warp, zips forward about 18 miles. Yep. And that's like, we're here. Cut to Wyatt Wardwell. Where would you be on such an auspicious day as today? I think Wyatt has just finished a hunt. And he is hustling at a bar, playing pool, that usual thing. Hell yeah. Excellent. Oh, I want to narrate a little bit of this so bad. Make my day. <laughs> Make our day. I want to kind of sort of tune into you at the, the low end of the grift where you've lost the requisite amounts to really have the townies feeling, feeling confident. This fellow who probably stands head and shoulders below you walks up to you and looks up at you and he's like, you know, I'm almost getting tired of taking your money. $3,000. That's, uh, I've, I, I don't understand. This has never happened to me before. 
you know what? Why don't we? <laughs> why don't we let you buy me a drink? He he kind of sticks his hands in his pocket and he's like, "All right, I'll get you a drink, but one more. Come on, you got to let me win it back. Roll manipulate someone." All right, and I've been watching the chat, and I have a plus two this roll, which I appreciate because Wyatt only has a minus one to it. Woo! So, <laughs> uh, that is a seven on the dice, minus one, but plus two for an eight. Okay. I, I can do simple addition and subtraction. <laughs> <laughs> we play this game semi professionally. <laughs> hey, I'm pay? a keeper. I usually don't have to do the math. <laughs> exactly. That's why we do what we do, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I meant to open this by saying that the fun thing about playing a game as a keeper is that you you get to sort of take a break from being the architect of lies and instead get to play as just a little chaos goblin and today we have four chaos goblins <laughs> oops all monsters but i'm not playing my most chaotic character so <laughs> and and thank you for your service <laughs> But it still promises to be quite chaotic indeed. So, seven. Tell you what. One more game. But if I win, I get them pretty boots of yours. I want you walking out of here broken barefoot, boy. Wyatt grins to himself and downs the rest of this pitcher of beer he has. And then sets it on the the pool table. And he's like, all right, you got yourself a deal. Go ahead and rack them. All right. Dead man playing. I want at this point your phone buzzes. <laughs> oh no, it's full ringer on. It's uh she thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> uh oh, somebody's mama's calling him home for supper. I had to pay four ninety nine for this ringtone. <laughs> it's going on everybody's call. <laughs> All right, you you, <laughs> you check your phone, and it is from your second cousin twice removed, Dixon Wellward. Oh, and little Dixon. <laughs> wait, uh, no. I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> oh, look, it's my cousin Dixon. <laughs> First thought, best thought. <laughs> and he says, cousin, strange things are happening at my house. It's filling up with things that shouldn't be here. I don't have many people I can trust to help me with this kind of thing, but you're one of them. Please come see me at the town. I need some help. I think somebody's messing with me. Wyatt puts his Nokia phone back into the uh, the belt holster. As people are noticing, paying five bucks for a ringtone, yeah, he's still using the Nokia brick. <laughs> and, it would still um, be running. If you will allow me, I think he sets the cue hits it, and then walks off without even looking. I would like you to roll. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, uh, what would this be? No. I yeah. would tend to call it uh, act under pressure. Okay. If you're trying yeah. to do what I think you're trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying to do this real cool. I bought him a new phone for Christmas, and he refuses to learn how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use luck on this. I got a five plus one. So that's a six. <laughs> you're losing your boots, Bob. Uh-oh. You sure you're not going to spend luck for this? 
No, no, I think it's fine. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So you just sort of on your way out, smack the ball without even really looking to break. As you're walking out, without looking and knowing exactly what's happening, it sounds like a bar fight has immediately started in the middle. And as you look around, you can see that what you have done is smack the cue into all the balls and sent them flying in all directions, hitting all of the dudes in this bar. (laughs) And every single one of them is like turning around like somebody just hit them, looks at the ball, looks at you, and their eyes glow with rage. What do you do? I think he's just going to look over his shoulder and just say, it's been a pleasure, boys, but... uh." Family calls. Literally. And he's just gonna walk out of here. All right. <laughs> or attempt to walk out of here. Run? Run? <laughs> For fun, one more act under pressure roll. <laughs> uh yeah, act under pressure not to shit my pants. For the rest of my life, every time I get in trouble, I'm gonna say, Well, it's been a pleasure, boys, and then just try to casually leave. <laughs> uh that is ten on the dice plus one for an eleven. Wondrous. Because it doesn't really matter, this this is fun for me. Precisely one dude is going to be like, somebody's going to like go stomp after you as though to beat the crap out of you. But somebody's going to kind of get in his way and be like, hey, he said he's got to be there to help his family. Ain't nothing sacred. And that dude gets punched in the face, throws a punch back. Somebody smashes a chair on somebody else's back. And just like in the movies, a bar fight has erupted and everyone's forgotten why. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's Wardwell style. Can he catch the beer thrown at the back of his head? Is that Wardwell style? Catching a beer thrown at the back of his head? Yes. And then drinking it. I mean, you could make me roll for it again. Sure, why not? What are we okay. doing here? It's your extra move, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. That is six on the dice plus one is a seven. So I think what instead happens is the door kind of swings closed and a beer bottle hits it at exactly the same moment. Now that nobody's looking why it's like, okay, that was a close one and walks out to his silver beat up old pickup truck. Like we're talking like fifties model. It's got a shotgun mounted on the back, like the back windshield. And he gets in and says, hi ho silver away and starts it up. And then he has to try it up again. And then he has to try it again, and then it finally roars to life. <laughs> hi ho, silver! Hi ho, silver! silver hi ho, silver! Away! <laughs> Excellent, Barb. Where has Florida man taken you on your honeymoon? <laughs> I really like the idea that we are at an aquarium. <laughs> like picturing a half catfish <laughs> and the fish turning to look and look the fish look confused. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're the prettiest damn aquatic creature in this place. Oh, Curtis Cletus, it's so nice to be on this trip with you. You're just the prettiest little piece of ass I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus, Ian, I'm drinking. Blame David. (laughs) We had a drink at the aquarium. He's gonna run a hand through your through your whiskers and say, "Your laugh's just gonna be an endless stream. Lovely nights like this one." 
just like my queen deserves. Listen here, sugar lips. I put my good thong on today and I'm about ready for you to take it off. <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is just like when I played Beto, I kept apologizing to him. <laughs> well, what the hell are we doing in the fish tanks instead of in the toilets? Let's get out of here. Or let's get in to there. <laughs> as you are scurrying off to the closest public restroom you can find, your phone will buzz. And it will, what sound will it make? <laughs> Shot through the heart And you're to blame Darling, you give love Bad name Even as he's leading you to the bathroom Florida man's fists Reflexively start pumping in time To the to the feet <laughs> And you take I out my phone And it's your old pal Dixon And he says, Barb My house is full of things That I do not understand you are the only one I can trust to help me with this sort of thing. Please come help. Meet me at my home in the town. Good Lord, if I'm the one, the only one he can trust, he must be really screwed. <laughs> You're about to get really screwed. Wait, oh, who? oh, gosh, Curtis, Cletus, Cletus, Curtis. I, I'm afraid we're going to have to wait to consummate this marriage a little bit longer. Oh, my soggy bottom bell. Don't say it ain't so. <laughs> I'm just going to have to go take care of something real quick. <laughs> I think you said he's a shapeshifter. So I think he's, his arms are going to like fan out into three arms, each one holding a different handgun with the serial numbers filed off. Need an extra couple of guns. Oh, baby sugar, sweetie, I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. Why don't you just go back to our Airbnb and I'll see you in a little while. <clears throat> keep keep those sugar cakes fresh for me, though. Sugar pie, sweetie, bonbon. You stay <laughs> safe out there and you keep that good thong on. I'll never take it off unless you're the one to do it. <sighs> I've got to ask, does this Airbnb have a like one of those beds you put a quarter in and it vibrates? Yes. Because it seems like that's the kind of classy joint they'd go to. Yeah, this is one of the kitschy Airbnbs that you know you usually can't afford, but it's like it has a theme to it, and the theme is love. <laughs> All right, he's gonna give you a big old wet kiss and say, I'll te I'll keep my teeth sharp for you. <laughs> Deeply unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a I have a question for my keeper. Uh huh. <laughs> Does this count as bond abuse? Because <laughs> as the pararomantic and my romantic paranormal partner is the Florida man, and I'm yeah, I feel like this might be a bond abuse situation. I love that. Yes. Mercifully, I have yet to play with a pararomantic in my own campaign. So <laughs> this is my first time with a good idea for the pararomantic. <laughs> oh, you're both virgins. Excellent. We're both pararomantic virgins. <laughs> Losing it well. together. 
Florida man arrested for deep tonguing a fish in the city aquarium bathroom. <laughs> That's so real. Horrifyingly well realized. So yes, roll bond abuse. Roll plus charm. <clears throat> oh, I think I think you've got some pluses and minuses. Let's add them up. So we've got a plus one from Jay. We've Thanks, Jay. Got, Thanks, Jay. I think that's it. Oh no, hang on. A plus, uh, plus one to Jay, and a and a minus one. So you've got yeah. a flat roll. I knew I had a minus one at somewhere. So okay, so I've got a flat roll, but my charm is plus three because Barb is so so. Nobody cannot like Barb. Yeah. Ooh. Let's see. Four, five, six, seven. Oh my God! I rolled a four, but. I forget how good three charm is. I'm at seven, which is a mixed success. All right. Choose one of the bond abuse. Oh, God. Okay. I got to read these. Let's see. You may not channel the power of your bond for the rest. No, I don't want that. Unwelcome attention of others of your guide's kind. We can't handle more Florida men up in this. Uh, someone who shouldn't know finds a clue about your relationship with your guide. Oh, I'm going to pick the boring one. I'm going to mark off a box in my relationship status track. <laughs> Dixon has just pointed out that his real name is actually Curtis. Curtis Cletus, yeah. But sometimes uh -oh. it's Cletus Curtis, and sometimes it's just Cletus, and sometimes it's just <laughs> Curtis. No, she means Dixon's real name. Is Curtis. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Actually, okay, Johnny, with your advice, I do like someone who shouldn't know finds a clue about your relationship with your guy. That one's a fun one. Let's go with that. Excellent. I will cut to two days in the future. Someone in an opulent office is reading the, the paper, and it says, Florida man charged with misdemeanor indecent exposure for deep-tonguing a giant catfish in local <laughs> aquarium. And we'll pan up and see clenching, crumpling the paper into a ball florida governor ron DeSantis, and said that <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> that son of a bitch that should have been me holy shit okay i might have to run the sequel to this <laughs> excellent i'm down <laughs> he puts on his stilts and says this is personal it should have been me <laughs> Good lord. Oh, that gives him way more personality than he actually has. Okay, so <laughs> you're all now en route to the town. And because you are coming from different places, and because I want you to be together as soon as humanly possible, I want Barb, what do you drive? Shoot, that's a good question. I let's go with the funniest option and that <laughs> Ray Ray let us borrow the Ray van, which is yeah. a van with Ray Ray's face on the side. And it says, uh, you know, something to the effect of, please visit the LaRue Wildlife Retreat. <laughs> now, this is for a honeymoon. So, you know, somebody had to have like written with shoe polish on the windows, like just married. And it's got all the, oh, it's the got cans, cans, stuff. cans yeah. dangling from the back. Yes, absolutely. And I'll also add that since this is. Post the outing of the Gullicochka Gator Man, spoiler alert. On the <laughs> other side of it, it's not Ray Ray, but Ray Ray the Gullicochka Gator Man. So ah. just a little post-canon update. That's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I also think it's funny that at a certain point, like on the freeway, 
why you wound up behind this clanking monstrosity. <laughs> and then, oh, that's weird. I was about to take that exit. Oh, I was, I'm turning that way too. Am I following this gator can marriage van? <laughs> and sure enough, you both wind up pulling to a stop at Dixon's home. As you get out into the driveway, will sparklingly appear a modestly dressed librarian and a tiny walking starfish. <laughs> and I have to imagine none of this really strikes any of you as all that weird. <laughs> Definitely not the weirdest crew I've run into. <laughs> Doesn't even crack the top five. Plus also like it's Dixon. Who else is right. going to show up? <laughs> if you'd like to now take a moment to introduce yourselves, you may. Otherwise, we can just get to get to knocking on that door. All right, the three of you. I'm the only one that Dixon can trust, and he said a lot of weirdos were around, so stick them up. That phrasing strikes all of you as odd. <laughs> one of the many things that strike you as odd about what's just happened in front of you. I'm Barb the River Maiden. I'm not afraid to lick ass and kick ass. <laughs> Captain Me Captain uh, spins around to see you standing there. You've you've sort of made the this motion. Do you have anything in your hands, or are you just like flippers ablaze? Oh, I'll go ahead and take out both <laughs> both of the weapons my playbook has afforded me, which is a small handgun and a golf club. Or no, I'm sorry, a hockey <laughs> stick. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Hi, Drake. Captain Me Captain spins around, clicks his recorder. Captain's log, 33.33.33. I'm on the planet in the town. And before me, gun and club ablaze is the most divine creature I have ever seen. I don't know what to do with these well of emotions coming up inside of me. I will give this further thought and analysis. End of Captain's Log. And he looks up at you. Hey, how's it going? I want you to roll plus charm so bad. <laughs> oh, hang on. You might have some add-ons. Add one to a roll and subtract one to a roll. Yeah, so flat. <laughs> Perfect. That makes this a six. <laughs> He's like doing Barb. finger guns. Barb, the dorkiest looking starfish you've ever seen in your life just said what's up to you. <laughs> I point the gun at him and I say, quiet, strange creature. I, I'm ready to fend my best friend, Dixon. We're here for the, the same cause. My pal Dixon sent me a text as well. A friend of a friend, I see. Maybe after we take care of our mutual acquaintance, we could go out for some drinks later. Look here, you two-bit dork of a starfish. I, I only have the taste for one flavor, and that's my new husband, the Florida man, Curtis Cletus, and you don't... Even measure up to to half of what he's worth. Does Barb have a ring or or married tattoo or some indication of your relationship? Let's see. She doesn't have fingers, so that's a good question. She's just got flipper flippers. Or uh, I was gonna say she's got like a, a ring? garter belt. 
Oh, I love yeah. We're like a tattoo in between. Daisy Dukes and Garters is such a fucking aesthetic. Yeah. And I think I'm going to say yes and to all of these things. And there's also a wedding, a diamond toe ring on my on my pinky toe. Yeah. Which means your, your sandals are open toe. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's oh, I'm a she wears three thongs. <laughs> I'm a river maid, not a river maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Cap- Captain Me Captain slowly lowers his hands, pulls out his communicator and opens it up. You can see the text from Dixon inside and he says, well, look, your business is your business. I'm not here to be a home wrecker. I'm here to actually help out with this home here, you see. Okay, well then you better help me round up these other two. I, th- I think you'll find you're not the only one to have received the same text from Dixon. Is it oh. the same word for word? I seem that way. What's your name, strange creature? You can call me Mavis, dear. I'm I'm a librarian. <gasps> That's the scariest thing I've ever encountered. <laughs> well, to some people, yes. It's nice to meet you, Bob. The little starfish man is Captain Me Captain, and um, I'm I'm not entirely sure what who you are. Yeah, who are you, you tall glass of water? Wyatt is loading his shotgun. He slings it around his back, and then he gets this absurdly large pistol and makes sure it's loaded, and then closes it and spins the revolver, or you know, all the cool gun tropes. Puts a flask in his his jacket and uh, looks down and says uh, I'm just here because Dixon asked me to and like my car thief cousin always says we're family <laughs> <laughs> the name's Wyatt Wardwell oh cousin Dom yeah cousin Dom look I'll be damned if I haven't seen every single Fast and the Furious <laughs> movie 17 times <laughs> It's my favorite series of documentaries. <laughs> Canon. Awesome. <laughs> so you're going to head up and I assume ring the doorbell at, at Dixon's place. I'll, I'll go ahead and ring it. I, I know this place pretty well. Oh. <laughs> I stay here whenever <laughs> I'm in the town. The town. <laughs> but it's like doorbell. Yeah. There's some stomps and then it's a minute from inside. And then the door swings open in and there in is well and truly your, your pal Dixon. He looks at the sweet little old lady, a librarian, teeny tiny starfish, the strangely tough looking gruff guy, the half fish river maid. And he goes, ah! and he slams the door. And from inside, you can hear him shouting, who the heck are you guys? Dixon, it's, uh, it's your cousin, Wyatt. You left me this message on my phone. I would have replied, but it's really hard to text on this. <laughs> oh, T9. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say T9, but only the real ones know. <laughs> I don't have a cousin, Wyatt. How do you know my name? Why is there a giant fish with you? And a little fish with you. 
Well, technically, I'm not a fish, but uh, no offense taken at this time. <laughs> Look, just what do you want? Or go away, or I don't know. This has been a really weird couple of days. You don't remember me and Curtis cooking you up some spaghetti? Oh my god, the fish one talks! <laughs> Wyatt's gonna step away from the door and like motion like, you know, the eyes for the others to the front, and then he's gonna walk around back. Alright. Captain's and- log 33.33.33. Dixon is acting strange. <laughs> Perhaps we navigated to the wrong town. Messaging crew. End of Captain's Log. Wyatt, what are you he- you're heading around just sort of to the back door? Yeah, I think he's just gonna hop the fence and go in through the back. Okay. And I say hop the fence as in like a last resort. Like he'll he'll open the like check to see if the gate's unlocked first. The gate, in fact, is unlocked. Okay, good. I was afraid I was gonna have to jump over this and, and relax under pressure and you know, split my shorts or something. <laughs> I mean, if you want your shorts to just split open right now, that might be a keeper action I can do. <laughs> that, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> You're all set. All right. So, yeah, you go in. The, the back gate is unlocked, and so, too, is the back door. He's going to open the back door and just walk in. Okay. Basically, how I want to describe the interior of Dixon's house is that, like, it's as though someone was a monster hunter like you guys. There's, like, trophies and stuff and photos of, like, you and the family. And there's pictures of him in front of signs saying, Welcome to Sunny Gullicochica. And, but, yeah, for all, for all other intensive purposes, he lives in a pretty, pretty regular suburban house. Except there is, like, he seems to have made a big pile of stuff on the kitchen table. Some of the things that seem to have, there's blank spaces in the walls, there's blank spaces in the shelves that have at turns sort of knickknacks, but then also what might be like dried monster claws sort of sitting almost like trophies. And then there's this big pile and then you kind of walk through there and then you can see leaning back against the door as though barricading it from entry is Dixon. And he does look quite scared. Oh, I know what this is. And he's going to take the shotgun off of his shoulder and aim it at Dixon. So, uh, you're a cuckoo. No! How did you get him? I live here. I'm a Dixon. (laughs) My picture is on your wall. Which is just one of the many weird things that's been happening to me. (laughs) Wyatt's going to keep the gun pointed at him. And then hold out his phone and be like, did you send me this? I don't remember sending anything like that. Okay. I'm going to roll investigate a mystery at my own peril. Please do. Because I have a minus two at this right now. Oh, hang on. You've got a (laughs) a subtract one and add one and a subtract one. So subtract one (laughs) from the audience. This is a tough audience tonight. Yeah. Tough crowd, tough crowd. That's a four on the dice. <laughs> Minus one. And River just gave me one, so Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still a four. 
I'm gonna go ahead and mark that experience. Dixon's gonna go die, isn't that. he? <laughs> I wanna, I'm, oh, wait, I'm concerned by what might happen if I if I say this, but my general thought with failed investigate roles is either you become distracted and have no idea what you're looking at, or you get incorrect information. So yeah, I, what did you say? This is a cuckoo. A cuckoo, yeah. You know, there's only one way to tell. A cuckoo. And that uh, do with that gun? <laughs> doesn't have to. And he's going to throw his big knife. Like, I just want to kick some ass. <laughs> All right. We'll kick some ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, it's just like Daddy Wardwell always says. Uh, you got to surprise him. You know, lead in with the gun and then throw the knife. <laughs> uh, that's a, a gunfight. Right. Bring a gun and a knife to a gunfight. They never see it coming. So that's a 10 on the dice plus two for 12. Oh boy. What advantage do you want to take? <laughs> oh yeah. I forget. I get that kind of stuff. <laughs> I want to force them where I want them. And I just want this knife to pin poor Dixon to the wall. Excellent. <laughs> so you guys inside are hearing a muffled version, or guys outside are hearing a muscled version of this conversation. And then you see the point of a knife pop out through the door, and it's like great thunk. With a like ha 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 ha. And then yeah, there's his t-shirt is caught and pinned to the door. Uh, the knife does uh, one harm. I'm really just wanting to know what what color's the blood? Is it red or is it yellow? It's red. Oh, hey, good news. You're not a cuckoo. He's holding his hands up and conciliatorily. He's like, what is a cuckoo? Oh, it's a nasty fake creature. Kidnaps you and then uh, takes your place. Makes others raise you up. It's real nasty buggers. And he just pulls the knife <laughs> out of Dixon He's like, all right, let's go to the kitchen. I'll sew you up. Uh, you might want to let the others in. Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's that's fair. That is an 11 on the dice minus one for a 10. Okay. Just let him in. Just let the others in. He's, you're like just walking into the kitchen and he's just... Yeah, like, walking into the kitchen like I have a thousand times before. Yeah, just, just let him on in. Just let everybody in. Oh, just come on in. He's going to like... Open the door for you guys, and then look down and see that the the knife wound in his door has gone all the way through. I, I'm going to steal this from you. I'd be like, oh, my insulation. I don't think he'll wave you in because he's still not exactly feeling welcoming, but he will allow you in. And I, his eyes will just be kind of darting back and forth between Captain and Barb. And I think he might say to Mavis, how is it you're with them? Oh, um... Well, I only really know the starfish. Are you He's like mostly harmless? Don't worry. Are you like his mom somehow? No, no, no. We don't. We don't have that kind of relationship. Uh, you, you know about about this, Dixon? Uh, well, what's going on with you, pal? This one talks too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they all talk. Yes. Um, perhaps you should go sit down, um, have a drink. Uh, where's your first aid kit, dear? I see your okay, bleeding. he's 
I think as at the moment that he starts to sort of walk to go get his first aid kit as as you request, I will note a change in his physicality. Like at this point, he is he is also doing something that he's done a thousand times before. And he goes and gets it. I can try to heal Dixon's arm. I'm desperate for that to happen. Honey, uh, I see that you hurt your shoulder and and don't worry, I my my new husband has taught me a couple of wonderful tricks to regenerate your 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 wounded flesh. I am wanting to basically he he goes and gets the first aid kit and I want to cut to him sitting in a chair trying his very best to make a normal face while a fish mermaid stitches up his shoulder and <laughs> it's like you're gonna be right as rain for too long honey. <laughs> well i'd like to try to do it with magic i tried to i, I want to try to use magic ah, okay even better so with my supernatural guide whenever i would roll plus weird i can roll plus charm instead if i'm calling upon like their power so i i feel like i'm on the phone with Curtis Cletus. And I'm like, baby, what? How was it? You showed me you could regenerate your skin again. I want to help help my friend Dixon. <laughs> was this his one no. phone call from uh, from the police station because he was arrested for yes, 100%. Man <laughs> is at that payphone with a bunch of dudes behind him. He's like, now, see what you do is you're going to have to get in there on kind of a cellular level, baby. Now, you know what a cellular level, baby, is. You know, you've seen my cellular level every time or two. Mm, I miss you so much. <laughs> Trembling with desire. <laughs> I know. Unless you have a way you'd like to to narrate this, I want to have your just sort of waving your your fins over his wound, wobbling them back and forth as it like knits itself back together a little bit. Yes, and I will roll. And the only downside of the the only downside of this is if I fail, in addition to the regular consequences, we suffer and my we we have to do the bond abuse again. Uh huh. That grin. Oh, but don't even worry about it. I rolled I rolled a 12 plus 3 is 15. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, this, this, goes, this goes great as Florida Man knew it would. He got <laughs> he got them magic hands, baby. Thanks, sugar lips. I, do, do I need to come bail you out, or are you going to break out yourself? <laughs> well, we'll see what the day brings us, you know. <laughs> I hear tell it's meatloaf for breakfast tomorrow, so I might stick around for that one. Oh, damn, you you stay right there. <laughs> Get you some meatloaf. Two hots, one cot, and I'm shot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so... You are now all sitting in Dixon's kitchen. I think there are things in here that you recognize. Mavis, there is a printed out copy of a, a chapter of Sundown that seems to have not made its way into the library. It's in it's in the pile on on the table. Okay, I put adjust my glasses and and I look at it to see if it looks especially magical. I, you, yep, with your glasses. 
It's basically just true sight. <laughs> sure. From a D D perspective. I'm going to have you roll plus sharp. Okay. Now I have a minus one, minus one, and a plus one, so that adds up to a minus one from the audience. All right. Uh, it's a four. It's another fail. Guys, I'm going to leave a lot. I think you might just get distracted reading it for a minute. <laughs> okay. That's a mood. I think that's funny. I think, uh, Wyatt, there's a couple of stray family photos and at least one family photo album on this table. And <laughs> Barb, you can see, yeah, a couple of the selfies you guys took on the dinner you made for him. And even, I think, a, a postcard or two that you had sent him. It's, yeah, you know, y'all come back now here, et cetera. One of these postcards? One oh, of those the flex. <laughs> the flex. Product placement. <laughs> these rolls, Dixon says, I'm somehow going to be actually sucked into this game's world and die. That's, that last part will be up to how well you roll. <laughs> Dixon, roll act under pressure. <laughs> and then I think also, Captain, also on the table is the bowl in which you lived, which has been, as opposed to other kinds of, sort, say, fish bowls, this one looks like a really nice, very detailed uh, living room. Like it has a little chair for you to sit in. It maybe even has a little TV for you to watch, a little wire coming out of it that would go into the wall and connect to cable. Yeah, w without even saying anything else, Captain Me Captain's gonna pluck, pluck, pluck his way up the table, up into the tank, and hop in, settle into the chair, and just say, Ah, oh, feels like home. No, we got the right house. <laughs> you could see through the, the glass of the wind of the, the fishbowl, Dixon has leaned in and he's like, um, Did you put this here? Well, if we're going all the way back, uh, I did put the, there's a little TV stand here in the corner. I bought that. That was at a, the, there's like the smaller version of Ikea, small Kia. Yeah, I've got, got one of those there. Uh, the chair, though, you gave me that as a gift our, uh, our first evening smoking cigars together. <laughs> I love cigars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Why wouldn't this be how today goes? Um... So, somebody put all these things in my house. I don't know where they came from. They just appeared here. I came downstairs, and my house is full of all of this stuff. I don't know where any of it came from. Could I do a scan of Dixon? Could I like have have my my ship do a quick scan of this area to check for anomalies? Is is that a move, or you just want to use that as investigative mystery? Uh, I, was, I was thinking just investigative mystery, but I, I suppose it could also be deal with the agency. I think it is deal with the agency. <laughs> All right, it's plus sharp. So I got a plus one for that. And I think I have a plus one from chat as well. <laughs> that sure doesn't help snake eyes on the dice, huh? So yeah, it's a total of uh, four. I have a very important question. <clears throat> yes. Who is Captain Me Captain's superior? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, Captain Me Captain's direct superior is oh, fuck, what's his name? Diarmit. Diarmit the Frog. <laughs> Does he have a voice that I would assume he would have? 
Uh, the armlet does sound like this, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want, uh, how we described him, he's basically dressed like the frog from Hoodwinked, if you've ever seen that film. Uh, he's like, he's, he, he's looked like, he looks like Kermit if he's wearing like a nice suit with a little bow tie. Wow, what a pull, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I think Johnny. Pat was the one who made the pull in episode when we first created that NPC, so yeah. <laughs> I, oh, like from Hoodwink, that movie I watched on purpose. <laughs> Johnny's it's surprisingly over palatable, if my memory holds. Johnny's over there frantically trying to figure out if he has a Kermit the Frog impression somewhere. <laughs> Every guy has a Kermit the Frog impression. <laughs> They're just waiting to bust out. I have a Kermit the Frog impression because I have a friend who sounds like Kermit the Frog a little bit. So my impression of Kermit, my Kermit the Frog impression is my making fun of that friend impression. Respect. I can't wait for this. So you make your call to your ship, but instead a uh, hologram enters this room that you can all see of a very elegantly dressed anthropomorphic frog. And he's, he says, uh, the terms of your leave were very specific captain yet i'm showing you are at coordinates that don't match your Uh, itinerary director (laughs) oh well (laughs) as you can see by the situation unfolding in this room this very and he like makes meaningful eyes at the others this very dangerous and a complex situation uh you know some some things on the ground don't go quite like you expect them ah, help me <laughs> i got I, I got you nerdy starfish i ran across this beautiful woman and <laughs> she was in need of help that only i could provide you see <laughs> Your roll was a four on this? <laughs> a four. <laughs> Why it's in the background, like sort of raiding Dixon's like liquor cabinet. Like he's poured a little at like orange juice inside of a Muppets collector cup and is pouring like different whiskey and rum into this cup. Mavis has pulled out a red pen and she's proofreading the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> proofreading instincts, you can't turn them off. Nope. Even if you get turned on. So. (laughs) Need that on a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see exactly what kind of danger you've gotten yourself into, Captain. I'm I'm glad you've you've realized the situation and and the gravity. Could you just tell, since we're both aware of the situation, it would just be helpful maybe if you confirmed for me that you know what's going on. So what do you think the situation is? You've gone into the city chasing tail! Uh, as you can clearly see, uh, she's got legs from the waist down. I don't, I don't know what you're I don't know what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, Director, the scan of, I was just requesting from the ship a scan of the dwelling. Uh, I think there might be something hinky going on. Top tier hinky stuff, director. <laughs> Who oh, is that what you're calling it now? <laughs> well, you enjoy your top tier hinky stuff, Captain, and report for duty sharp, bright, and early tomorrow. Your leave has been hereby canceled. Oh, no. How about like another 40? This situation's unfolding. Maybe 48 hours? 
Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Three on the dice. Uh, manipulate someone. I have a plus one to charm, so that's a smooth four. Damn. Really? I told you, you I rolled that 11 earlier, and I will never see those numbers again. Are you about to level up? Yeah. I'm far away are you? From that. Oh, jeez. I hadn't been counting. That's, I think, three experience so far. So. Yeah, almost. 48 hours. That's perhaps a little ambitious, Captain. Megs looks meaningfully at Barb. 36. <laughs> 24. <laughs> but I will send you something to uh, help you on your mission. <laughs> we'll give a sharp salute. His image will snap away. And then on the ground in front of you, a little sparkly teleport beam will materialize a condom. Captain me, Captain will book, 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 out of the water down the side. He's going to go over and he's going to like put it on one of his little starfish hands. And then he's going to jump up and just start slapping Dixon in the face and be like, tell me who you're working for. Um, and that's, that's what he's going to do. Okay. Tell me who you're working for. I need you to roll kick some ass. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you a question right now. Could we could we define this as charging into immediate danger without hedging your bets? <laughs> Why not? Protection. <laughs> In which case, uh, I guess that's. Oh, you're right. I am hedging my bets. I am actively wearing protection. <laughs> you're absolutely right, and I apologize. No, we'll we'll just go straight into the kick some ass. I have a minus one tough. This is going to go great. <laughs> Just I should mention, down. I am a foot-tall starfish. I am not strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a seven on the dice, though. Minus one is six. Uh, and I don't see any plus or minuses in the chat. So that is that is a six. You, so you're going to, like, climb up Dixon's body and, like, start getting close to his face. <laughs> and, like, ah, yeah. and grab you by the very tippy top of your little head. Ah, and you're ah, flailing around ah, the air in front of him. Ah. Listen, he's going to shake you a little bit. (laughs) I kind of want you to take one more. (laughs) You did lose. You did fail to kick some ass roll. He's going to shake you a little bit. You'll take one harm. And it's like, (laughs) he sort of rung your bell with that. My ears are ringing. I have a mild concussion. (laughs) Don't go to sleep. So he's going to be like, this is absolutely the weirdest day of anyone's life. I've ever met. Doesn't even crack the top 20. (laughs) This is pretty average for me. (laughs) You know, I'm getting that sense. So what if we sort of pool our resources here and you can help me figure out why my world is going insane? Counterpoint. And this is just a working theory. Your world has always been insane and you've just lost your memories. No, yeah, that does make more sense. Me and my friends have encountered entities that can mess with people's memories, and that's bad, bad news. Are we able Maybe to explain anything else that is that is wrong with you, dear, or 
that you also don't recognize or, you know, you're experiencing other symptoms, maybe we could do some research. Mavis, why don't you roll like, uh, investigate a mystery? Or let's see if you have anything specific they could heal. I got a seven. I didn't fail this time. You and me. So because it's it's quicker for me and because I like it better when with my with my sharp rolls, I allow players to ask any question they can think of off the bat. So anything that you could reasonably ascertain, I will refuse to answer some things, but anything you think that you could probably try to figure out from here, you can ask it, especially because you're all NPCs. Other than his apparent memory loss, is there anything else that we can notice that is off here, even with him or with the house? I'm extremely glad you asked that. The um, the door to what appears to be the basement is ajar. What's in the jar? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Top tier joke. <laughs> The deadest of pans, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to go think about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a door. Okay, it's and it's a, a, a jar. It's, it's, it's a, slightly yeah. open. <laughs> slightly open, that, thank you. Proofreader. Do we know what's usually in the basement? I think he's got a pretty sick setup down there. He's got like a... um. Sort of a a rumpus room with like a bar, and that's where he keeps the real big TV. And there's a couple of uh, that's I mean that's where when when you do come out here, that's where most of the the hang, the, the good hanging out happens. Comfy chairs, little mini fridge. You tell the stories. Maybe still push open the basement door. So the first thing that you notice right away is that the basement has been wrecked. Oh. The mounted TV has been sort of pulled off the wall. The furniture's all been flipped over. And behind the bar, there's like a probably four foot tall, rough oval shaped hole in the wall. Were you robbed, dear? What happened in my basement? <laughs> Obviously, I don't remember any of this. So maybe. Hmm. Wyatt's going to unscrew the cap to his flask and down it All because right. I have an item in my inventory called fire water, which once per mystery, I can drink it to mark one fire. All right. And I am going to go ahead and investigate a mystery and I'm going to use my move inspired guesswork. Okay. So, um, that's, I, I, have, that's, I have an important question. Okay. <laughs> what <did> you roll. <laughs> I got a three, <laughs> but, but because of my inspired guesswork, when I investigate a mystery, I may spend one fire to add one extra hold. I see. That's not a, that's not a bonus to your roll. That's just a hold. Did you get yeah. three in total or three in total? Okay. You guys are doing great. <laughs> Yeah, Spectacular. I can help out and give people a plus two, but no one's getting anywhere near enough for that to even work. <laughs> the rolls are so bad, yeah. So bad. But my, my questions are limited to powers, motivations, or weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask, why would something 
tear through here. Why trash the place? Because this is, as far as Wyatt knows, this is a lounge, so to speak. Yeah, here's here's what you can ascertain because it's a failed and because of the way that you have done that. The reason this place is trash is because whatever busted through that wall was hungry and desperate and looking for food. Mm. I think he sets down his orange juice spiked concoction on the nearest counter and then just pulls his shotgun out and says, does anybody have a flashlight? Just point it down the tunnel. Yeah, I have a flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) She offers you a flashlight. Why is it? While I think about some stuff. Mino just had dicks of a squid boy in the back of a pawn shop. You've got a flashlight. <laughs> Why does it have caviar in it? <laughs> well, it is my honeymoon. <laughs> You've heard of bringing a knife to a gunfight. Today we've brought a flashlight to a gunfight. <laughs> Uh, it, it's zero harm, but you don't want to touch it. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that's caviar. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you, you're contractually obligated not to do that. You <laughs> I was going to go the other direction. I need you to record that. <laughs> So I can make that into my cell phone ringtone. <laughs> Just <"Rrr, laughs> <"Rrr." laughs> <laughs> Well, there was no intimate. There was no escaping that. <laughs> <sighs> I like that you can feel the longing in Barb when she does the. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Yeah, it's it- baked in. The emotions live there in those words. It's giving the phrase quivers with desire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In re- as a reward for my uh, my grossness, Laura has subtracted one for my next roll. <laughs> you've, you've got two subtracts and one addition, so you've got a one subtract in total at this rate. <laughs> I I love that Sam is in the chat because you know Sam's the the keeper for pest control, and he has lovely ar- lovingly already statted out Barb's fleshlight. <laughs> it's three harm, intimate, emotionally damaging. <laughs> Sticky, intimate is right. <laughs> with with just the ominous note, uh, you will never recover. <laughs> Also, I think Sarah pointed out in the chat, and I think this is very true, that Dixon is just still carrying Captain Me, Captain Aloft down into the basement. Like he, This right. is just how, how he's being tra- traveled right now. It's fine. And I, I like to imagine him like crossing his arms, being like more or less at peace with it. Just like, oh, yeah. all right, let's, let's look at this from this end. Yeah. What do we got going on down here? There's a big old hole. <laughs> Who did that? I'm just- I'm just worried for like whenever one of your limbs pops off and then we get another you. (laughs) (laughs) They do grow back. It is canon. (laughs) Mavis has seen it. Is it as gross as it sounds? So tell me, Captain, what else grows back? (laughs) I'm going down the tunnel. 
I'm I'm just <laughs> Yeah, someone move this along. I got innuendo for days, okay? <laughs> I'm in character. I can't be useful. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm a method actor. You have to move this along. That's what we're here for. Chaos. Hello and welcome to Shrimp and Crits. This is your favorite River Maid, Barb. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do this whole thing as Barb. This is Ian. I am so happy to be here. It's been a while. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dealing with our little hiatus here. Uh, and I also want to thank the other folks on this episode. Mr. Ray, who is from the wonderful Monster of the Week podcast, $2 Creature Feature. David, who's on the wonderful Powered by the Apocalypse podcast, Trials of the Apocalypse. And to Johnny for being the GM of this episode and to being the GM for the excellent The Monster's Playbook. Uh, also, of course, to Ciro for having this channel, Ciro Does Stuff, on Twitch. And to having us all on. You can hear her work on Redgate and Wolf, which I don't think that they are releasing episodes right now, but you can go listen to their incredible backlog. Speaking of Twitch, I have an exciting announcement. Uh, Shrimp and Crits for the first time is going to be streaming actual play content in February. We will make a full announcement soon, so be keeping your eyes on our social media and... Oh, there's my kitty. Yeah... Cornelia's excited about our Twitch channel. She's very excited to tell you about it. What do you have to say, Corny? Nothing at all, huh? Okay, then I'll go back to announcing it. Keep your eyes and ears on our social medias, because we will be announcing the cast. It'll be slightly different from our regular cast, which is super fun. And uh, yeah, obviously we will announce the starting date, but yeah, it'll be sometime in February. Please follow us on Twitch, which is, our Twitch is Shrimp and Crits Pod. That's the one place we couldn't get just Shrimp and Crits. So go follow us now on Twitch so we can uh, get the ball rolling there quickly. Uh, it's Again, that's Shrimp and Crits Pod. We have no new patrons to thank right now. So hey, join us. No, but yeah, no pressure. January is a big financial reset month for me, and I understand it's similar for a lot of folks. So uh, no worries if you can't, but we are releasing regular Tallahassee Nights episodes now. We have two more episodes of that to record before we are done with the... Yeah, yeah, Corny loves the T-Nights. Uh, before we're done with this iteration of it, I, I'm open to doing more arcs in the future, but we are almost done with the story I plan to tell for now. Uh, so yeah, go to Patreon if you want to check that out, as well as lots of Barb's bloopers and ASMRs and other one-pagers and one-shots that we've done. You can find us on Twitter, aka X, Instagram and TikTok at Shrimp and Crits, on Blue Sky at ShrimpandCrits.com. Uh, if you haven't already, you can rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice, we are a bi-weekly show, currently on hiatus, but we release on Mondays when we are releasing. 
We'll get back on schedule at some point in February. We're hoping for February 5th, but possibly pushing back a week or two. So, yeah, we'll see you then. Uh, And I look forward to doing this Skyway Men mini arc. It'll be super fun. Oh, shoot. That reminds me. Uh, Before I go, start thinking about your questions. And feel free to start submitting them to us, whether it's via email at uh, shrimpandcritspodcast at gmail.com or uh, some other avenue, we'd be happy to start compiling your questions about these mini-arcs because we're going to do a Q&A after Skyway Men uh, where we kind of hopefully go into some detail about those stories and why we did it this way. You know, ask whatever kinds of questions you'd like. And yeah, let me, let, I'm just going on and on. Let me let you get back to this wonderful live experience. I hope you are just continuing to enjoy what we do because it's been cool to experiment and try different, different types of stories. That's really, that's really why I'm doing this. I love telling stories, man. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, anyway, take care. Hope you had a nice, busy holiday season, and I hope now you're relaxing and refreshing and, um, yeah, getting back to life. There's beauty in getting back to life. Okay, bye. As you enter this hole, you can see it is well and truly a burrowed tunnel. It goes down for a ways past your light source, and you can hear, you know, I'm I'm just going to say a muffled scream coming from somewhere inside of it. All of you hear this. Do I recognize who's screaming? No, you do not. I'm going to sprint down the hole. Just You got sprint, really? Dixon, throw me. (laughs) You're going to have to toss me. Is the tunnel smooth enough for me to, like, slide, swim down it? I know what that's good for. You dog. (laughs) Yeah, sort of slithering. Yeah. I think so. Sure. Fuck yeah. You're going to get all muddy. (laughs) I don't like... I knew you would like that. (laughs) This, This isn't her first time mud wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> so i do not. think i do like that uh captain the captain is tossed across the room i want you to roll act under pressure mm-hmm. excellent to land where you where the idea my ideal place for you to land is on uh wyatt's back <laughs> so uh, yeah. i i definitely think asking to be thrown constitutes charging into immediate danger without hatching your bats for sure uh, nice, so nice. i'm gonna hold to uh i'm gonna be able to reduce this is holding going forward in the situation i'm gonna reduce someone's harm suffered by one is one of my hold and i'm gonna take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll so i'm gonna take that right now all right uh and i already have a plus three cool so this is a plus five to act under pressure how could you fail? Uh, <laughs> why now? Uh, that is boxcars. That is 12 plus 5, 17. Wow. Let's go. The Yo, dice are telling a story, and it is a stupid one. <laughs> and I do love this it. Is, this is slow motion. This is anime yeah. background. Give it to me. 
soaring through the air and it is like that <laughs> that kind of full color with uh motion streaks behind it do you want to do a toss out a one-liner by any chance <laughs> mid-air pulls out his recorder captain's log and it's just like doing a full log as he's flying <laughs> i'm tumbling through the air right now i feel my life flashing before my eyes has it been a good one what do i do if it hasn't think about this later i see a darkness up ahead i must greet it end of captain's log click <laughs> <laughs> you land three points superhero stance on Wyatt Wardwell's shoulder, <laughs> and the two of you go sprinting into danger. Follow. Somehow I knew this was going to happen. This is giving like Age of Ultron when all the Avengers are going through the forest together, but like, you know, we're all traversing in our own way, like sliding and uh, flying and sprinting, and then the librarian. What's how's Maeve, how's Maeve uh, going? <laughs> Maeve will have shoved the chapter into her handbag, and I assume will Dixon be coming as well, or do you want him to? He will follow sure, your lead. Put him in peril, certainly. I think I think she'll, you may. I travel want, along with Dixon. The, in no, which case, no. Mavis, mm. I want you to roll plus charm. Roll manipulate someone. Uh, I've got a plus one from the audience for my snake eyes, so that's three. Plus charm is one. Is four. Mm, another fail. I think he's gonna. I think he's just gonna go. He's gonna look at the hole, hear the scream, look at you, and be like, "I'm gonna. I'll catch up." Probably wise, dear, and she'll pull out a brick from her handbag, make sure it looks fine, put it back in, and totter all off after the rest of them. And then after a second or two of you leaving, he's going to be like, she's going to use the handbag as a weapon. I like that. That's good. And then he's going to like kind of peer in down the tunnel after you. So Wyatt Wardwell, as you are running in front of everybody with... Barb slithering and Mavis scurrying behind you. This tunnel does sort of open up into a network of tunnels. There are many different forks, and a couple of sort of five-way even, that seem to be roughly hewn burrows. I want you to roll plus sharp to be able to accurately trace the scream. Cool. Um, and someone, I, someone roll help out, please, too, because you are all going in the same direction. The the, I, I don't think they need to because uh, I just got a 10 on the dice with plus nothing. All right. This one comes and it sort of ends in a like a slope up into what appears to be the lower chambers of the library. There are rows and rows and rows of books. And this looks like they all look kind of the same, like it's like it's the reference section. And there is a person, a young man, about 20 feet in. You can Well, you can see just his shoes sticking out from, from the stacks. They're really nice, brown leather. I think Wyatt's going to cock his gun and say, all right, come out real nice and slow with your hands up. The feet do not move. Like they're 
they're just sticking out as though he's lying down on his back behind the the bookshelf. I'm gonna look to my companion on my shoulder. He's like, "You got my back, always." Literally. <laughs> uh, Wyatt's gonna move in and just pull the bookshelf like down. Tell me what you mean by that. Okay, you you said that I can just see his shoes as if he's laying down behind the bookshelf, right? Yeah, like like he's on his back and they're sticking out into this sort of hallway that you're in. Very Wicked Witch of the West style. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking he was like hiding behind it. He's concealed behind it, but he doesn't seem to have a he doesn't seem to be active or standing up. Is there a way to pull this like bookshelf down? Yeah, I, I would like call that a tough roll. Fuck yeah. Oh, is would it be safe to say he's he's openly defying what I told him to do? <laughs> <laughs> openly in that it is clear. <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay, good. Because that, that gives me a fire, and that's kind of what my playbook's all about. So all right. let's get mad. Alrighty, um, let's see here. That's a three on the dice, plus two is a five. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I really I wish Mavis to, was here. <laughs> I would love to help out. Get, hopefully we can get that that plus, or I guess we were at a five, that would only get us up to a six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if Mavis oh, was here, she could get us to a six. Wait, where's well, I think where's I, here's Mavis? the thing. I think no matter what, I'm on his shoulder. I think I'm going to be part of the danger. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can arrive now and help. Oh, wait. Wyatt just got a plus one. I did. From the audience. Yeah. Well, so then now... you know what? I'm going I'm to go for the help out. We'll see. Go we'll see how it. this goes. I got a plus three to cool. It's my... Hey, that's pretty good. That's a 10 on the dice. Plus three, 13. Mm, mm, mm. Love to see Not it. Not a failure. Let's go. So which direction are you trying to pull down the bookshelf? Towards the figure? Uh, Away. Away. Yeah, I think maybe you've, like, kicked out one of the supports, and it starts to topple that way. And I, like, jump off your shoulder and, like, oh! You, like, use myself as just, like, that extra bit of force at the top of it to push it back away from the, the person lying there. And I, like, tumble to the ground. Did we make it? So you pull this thing out of the way, and you can see lying on the ground is a tweed-jacketed youngish man, and standing over him, skin pale, eyes sort of dark and cracked around them, is Dixon. And he looks at you with an inhuman anger, and he goes, I wasn't done. He's going to, like... Hold out his claw hand at you, Wyatt, and like these weird sort of liquid tendrils are going to fly out of them and wrap themselves around your neck. And (laughs) can you briefly describe for me one of the cooler things in an adventure that Wyatt Wardwell has done? Yeah, he once got into a fight with the Wing Squatch. Which is Sasquatch <laughs> with giant wings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was a midair fight. And uh, he decked him right in the jaw. And he made him drop him. And he survived the fall. That memory starts going a little fuzzy. And 
something starts to grow. Some wings start to grow out of this Dixon-shaped figure's back. And his hair starts to grow a little shaggy, and he starts to grow a little taller. He goes, that's quite a story. Yeah, I'm going to drop my shotgun, and I'm just going to... So if he's holding out his arm to choke Papa Wardwell, uh, Wyatt's going to deck him right on the outside of the elbow to try to pop it the wrong way. All right, we'll kick some ass. It's five on the dice, plus two for a seven. Okay. Also, I'm going to use my uh, hold to reduce any harm that Wardwell would suffer by one. I'm going to spend a fire to do one extra harm. More excellent. <laughs> How much harm would you have done otherwise? Is just No, this is your fist. Yeah, this is my smite move. Uh, my nice. body uh, always counts as a weakness to the monsters I fight. My unarmed attacks are two harm, intimate hand, and messy. Yeah. So I'm going to do three harm here. Excellent. So you got it right there. I like. I always like the tag messy. So you'd punch him in the in the elbow, like you said, which does bend the wrong way. Oh boy! And the there is this spray of soupy black, well, inky black blood, and a like a bone does stick out, but it doesn't. It's not the color or really composition of bones that you maybe would recognize. And it will drop you. The Captain Me Captain hold is going to be its inky claws are going to try to swipe at you with its now lame right hand. But because it was Captain's hold, you're going to swat it away with your condom hand. <laughs> I uh, brought protection. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Uh, I love it. Thank you for your service, Captain. Thank you. <laughs> so this thing is still kind of gradually changing shape. The arm that you punched off will form up into like a poorly healed, as though it, it had had its arm severed years ago. But the rest of it is forming up into wing squatch. <laughs> what do you do? Hey, uh, anybody of you seen anything like this before? Have I? I don't know. Have you? I don't know. I had a library at my fingertips. At Sounds one, like an investigative now. mystery roll. Yeah. Sure does. Sounds exactly like an investigative mystery roll. Why sure do I roll so shit? <laughs> <laughs> investigative mystery, you say. Uh, five. Five. Hmm. Mm. Well, it's a Sasquatch with wings and Dixon's face. <laughs> it's obviously some You've seen Dixon before? Or something. Barb, what are you doing? What are you cooking up in that head of yours? Look here. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, you agent of good fellow. He's gone and he ain't coming back. And... And I just want to know why you're messing with our friend. And I want to I want to try to do monster empathy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> is that a roll? Yeah, it it's is. when you try to work out what a supernatural creature desires. Roll plus charm. 
Okay, you have three minus ones and one plus one, so that's two minus, minus two from your from the audience. Golly, y'all. You can thank Laura, <laughs> River, and Jay. And okay, but JR so, uh, helped you. But yes, thanks, JR. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have plus three charm, minus two, so I'm rolling plus one. Dixon just gave you a plus one as well. Oh, Dixon, yes! One from the audience in total. So I'm at plus two now. <laughs> Careful, Dark Daddy Dixon might choke you. I know from experience. <laughs> I rolled an 11 okay. on that note. Yeah. So I hold two and I have different questions that aren't yes, you do. investigative mystery questions. I'm gonna say I feel like I know what it desires at this point in its memories. So I'm gonna say what would it accept as good enough for now and what would distract it? Oh my god. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> what would it accept as good enough for now? The chapter in Mavis's handbag, the unpublished chapter of Sundown. You mean the really hot, steamy chapter where they finally have the threesome? Yes. <laughs> okay. The really hot, steamy chapter where they finally get that threesome that they've been, that whoever this author is, has been teasing for 72 chapters. Mm. And then what would distract it? The chapter for the. <laughs> <laughs> the fan fiction. It's got to read it, right? Would Would anything containing like enough story enough would that would it like could basically could anything be used to lure it that would have a a, a high density of story whether that be a, a person or a thing that that bears it that yeah i think that's that's what i'm getting at I, that's where i'm i'm headed to and anything that has like if you could turn if a tv show could turn on how long is your captain's log and i don't mean that in a dirty way <laughs> This one's pretty new. I've only been working on this one for the last uh, six or seven years. <laughs> this one's fancy. It automatically can convert them to tweets that I also tweet about on my captain's blog. <laughs> I don't think they call them tweets anymore. Oh, you're right. We're we're in the we're in the space future. There, space tweets. Here, my apologies. Space Twitter. <laughs> That's the rebrand after the rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, but it's going to be in space. Exactly. They put some lunches another car into space, but it's full of the physical memory of, of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and we launch it into space, and then we can be free. <laughs> Finally. For the first time, for the, for the many time. You guys, those things you have, the log in the the next chapter, maybe Poodle, uh, these things can can uh, distract it. It wants your memories, so we need to use that to our advantage. Actually, real quick, I will add on to this because I think Barb specific, your, I want your idea actually to be that what would distract it is to spin a tall tale. If we could just spin a tall tail, the tallest tail. Once upon a time, I met a beautiful lady. Definitely not a story that's happening right now. After meeting under mysterious circumstances, we 
in my friend's basement, we fell madly in love. <laughs> While fighting a big winged... This is not... It's not based on a true story at all. I, it's, this whole thing is a coincidence. Co- it's totally coincidental that we're all here together right now. But, uh... Yeah, so that that happened, and then afterwards, uh, do, do you where there's you actually have to pay extra for chapter two? It's uh, one of those pay services, or is anything is anything happening or changing with the uh, creature? Roll, uh, roll plus charm. Yeah. Does it become a critic and uh, give him a bad? Yeah, that's not bad. I have a plus one to charm, uh, an eight on the dice, so that's a nine. Okay, I think the the Sa- the Sasquatch form and the Dixon's face are starting to like slither out of their forms. Like the, the hair is kind of melting a little bit and you can sort of start to see something glowing and pulsating inside its head. It's kind of like shaking its, its head as though trying to shake off the, whatever's happening to it and reform itself up. I, I think Captain McCaptain keeps talking, but he like taps Papa Wardwell's leg and like sort of like gestures off to the side to the shotgun that he just put down a second ago. All right. Wyatt's going to shake his head about the shotgun and then just like, <laughs> his together and the runes on his like runic tattoos across his hands light up and he's going to kick some ass. Well, that is a six, seven on the dice plus two is a nine. All right. Oh boy. This is, I love that you're going in with bare fists because this is going to be like, it's kind of distracted. You're going to get in the first hit, which yeah, more of this inky blood is going to splash all over the floor. And, but then it's just a full on punch up. It's only got one arm, but it will get a couple of hits in. So you're doing two harm messy. Can I, can I help out to make this a 10 so we can have like a full, a full success here? How would you help out? Can I help out by expanding on the story? Yes, please do it. (laughs) I interrupt Captain, my uh, Captain, me Captain. uh, And I say, and the this woman that that the that the captain fell in love with at, at first she thought she thought of him as a pretty dorky guy but then when she heard him talk to his boss and ask for 48 hours when most men can only last a few minutes <laughs> She decided he would be the greatest wedding gift that a honeymoon could ever receive. And she took him back to her her newly wedded husband, and they just had the nicest evening you could possibly <laughs> boink out of a bed. <laughs> oh, magic 48 hours indeed. worth of an evening of boinking out of a bed, yes. <laughs> Roll I may not be that strong, but I do have incredible stamina. <laughs> Roll help out. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot I have to do that. Yes. <laughs> All I just see is just this this disturbing scene of the starfish having to turn his whole body upside down, and then you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> they regenerate. <laughs>
Whew, just barely. I rolled a seven total. Okay. <laughs> the only danger that really puts you in is uh, exposing all of your intimates to these practical strangers, which probably doesn't bother Barb all that much by what I'm, what I'm getting. I'm an open book. <laughs> Papa Wardwell, what advantage would you like to take? On your now ten mass, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna inflict terrible harm. All right, a terrible, terrible plus one to have a three harm. Exquisite. So, with that, then the punches that it will get in it, equal parts punches and slashes. I think the the stump arm is beginning to grow back into just a single spike, so that will slash you. And then it will also get some punches in, so you will take two harm total. That's great, because then I get two fire. Oh, hard case. (laughs) 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 And then you, like, rear back and put all your strength into one punch into its face. And then this splat of not just that inky blood, but also this glowing pink and green brain will splat onto the the open hallway in this basement in the stacks and out 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 of the hole that you all came through will run dixon oh he's gonna be like gross Dixon, I'm so sorry we had to kill you. You didn't deserve it. You were the best of us. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I think I feel like I'm missing something else once again. You all seem very sad. Do you remember us now? The brain starts to oozily skitter away. Can I smack it with my handbag? <laughs> yes you can Roll I want to point out I want to point out that I actually have a minus two to tough so this will go that's, well that's, that's incredibly good news well so that's a six <laughs> I would that's love in- to help out sure how you go to smack it with your handbag and uh, I have two grenades can I just roll a grenade across the floor <laughs> to where you're hitting it with the handbag? You're going to blow me up or it up? Yeah, my dude, do you know well, what a grenade does? It, admittedly, admittedly, that's an area attack, isn't it? It's it's a big grenade. How about you just no, kick it like back this. into range for me? <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, do it. Now, Use the grenade. Now, do it. Here's the thing. Captain Me Captain is not a smart starfish. Mavis knows this. What a time for the plus one to be on cooldown. <laughs> I, how stupid do we want to be here? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's turn it Mavis, up to 11. You'll be all right. We'll all be okay today. <laughs> Let's try to help out. Because here's right, the thing. We'll if out. I'm successful with help out, the, the heat's on me anyway. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I have a plus three, so that makes that a ten. Okay. Hell yeah. So I, I, I'm so enamored with this. So the good news is, (laughs) Mavis, 
You will not take any harm. Okay. Captain me, Captain, will pull the pin from a grenade that is big enough for himself. Hurl it towards. It's where not a you very are. large grenade. <laughs> you go to swing your handbag at this brain. You slam it down, the grenade explodes into fire and smoke. And as the smoke clears, Mavis steps out with a glowing brain attached to the back of her head. And then she like stands up a little straighter and shivers and says, Oh, this one will feed me for years. And then she, her arms grow a little bit longer and her hands turn black and they grow into claws. And she says, but I could store up for winter some. <gasps> and yeah, she's going to half run, half dive because you're at a different elevation and grab at Captain Me Captain. Same question I to you. Well, real quick, what is a memory of being very cool that Captain Me Captain has? I think the captain has a memory together with Mavis. Uh, this is back when he was, uh, both of them were younger. Uh, they were doing some work for the Cosmic Library. This is actually before he became a captain. Back then, his his name was just aspirational. Sorry, this is actually an important time to maybe mention that with his title, his full name is Captain, Captain, Me, Captain. Uh, because Captain, Me, Captain is actually his name. That's not that's not <laughs> his title Okay, so back back when he was just ensign, you know, captain me, captain, uh, <laughs> ensign working captain. for <laughs> working for the cosmic library. Uh, I think he and Mavis they were with another one of their colleagues. Uh, they were fighting uh, some creature. It's like something that Sarah and I were talking about as like a backstory for them, but I don't know if we settled on what it was. Do you have a uh, what would be fun? Do you have, you have an idea, or do you want me to just pick something? You go for it. Go for it. Well, canon to uh, Captain's story, he he has a great terror of something only referred to in lore as the Everglady. And so I think... Say that one more time? The Everglady. It's like the Everglade Yeti. Okay. We've got some other Golokochka stuff going on. So I think they were tracking the Everglady and it was like dark. I want you to think this is all shot like a Vietnam War film, right? Uh, it's, it's like dark. We've got like the lights on and the guns and everything. And we're like going through the woods. And then like our partner next to us, they like start to crackle and report and be like, I I see. And then like, they disappear. It was like a scream into the night. And like the two of us, you know, turn, we light a flare, throw it. We see this flickering figure in the distance, immense dripping in swamp and like leaning deeply over us. And uh, Mavis and I like, with guns and and grenades and and all of our our tools ablaze, go to fight this thing in uh, mortal combat uh, and try to to save our our lost pal. Okay, I think then as as she's got you around the throat slash torso slash legs, you will feel the dripping of swamp moss begin to emanate from from her body. Uh, Wardwell, you were going to do something. I was going to roll to protect someone. Ah, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, well, that, she seems pretty distracted, so this would be a great time to just roll it. Brain, the right. one that's outside of the head. Yes, yeah. yes, the outer brain. Yeah. From what I'm seeing in the chat, I have two plus ones. So yeah, nice, nice. Because nice. everybody loves a party tank. 
That is a 10 on the dice, plus two tough, plus two from the chat. Thank you, chat, for a 14. <laughs> the dice are coming around. The dice are into it. Yeah. Pick your advantage. I'm going to inflict terrible harm again, and uh, I want to spend two fire to boost my harm two more. So now I'm at zero fire, but I'm doing five harm with one punch. One punch man over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one punch. One punch. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy who kills things when he punches them one time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch The Simpsons. So <laughs> I think I think this makes sense based on where we're at. You will I, w- I want her body to be rapidly transforming into this ever gladiating. And you will just walk up to stand over her, plunge your hand into the growing swamp muck, grab the brain and yank it off. And then you are holding it in your hand and all these weird little greenish tendrils are like slithering and trying to swat at your face and you just crush it. Oh, just like that scene in Baldur's Gate, that, that first. Everybody else did that, right? No? Just me? Okay. <laughs> I, too, failed the medicine roll or whatever. Yeah. Just like that. It's not a spoiler. You have not play it. And you remember clearly again, awesomely making the, what was it, Wing Squatch? The Wing Squatch, yeah. His name's Cassius. They made up it, later. <laughs> it appears back in your back in your mind with the freshness as though you've just told it to you've just told the story to a raucous crowd at a bar. Same thing with you, uh, Captain Me Captain. It had gone a little bit fuzzy, but now it's back and sharp, and you remember being in those trenches with Mavis. You were the only ones to make it out of alive, man. And that makes you brothers family. We might not have defeated it, but we we lived that day. and then all of this like you can see i think i want to describe it as like living flowing smoke but sort of as you look at it it's a bunch of different trails of it and each trail you can kind of see as though it's as though someone's been someone's projecting onto them and and the, the, the smoke is capturing the images and some of the you can see Wardwell trying to teach Dixon how to crack open a bottle of beer on the banister of something. And you can see him helping you to figure out the electricity in in your tank, Captain Me Captain, and help you build that TV. And Barb, you can you could see both you and Florida Man cracking up at him very gamely eating the spiciest uh shrimp jambalaya you thought you decided a human could handle and mavis you see a couple i would say a dozen or so of the times when you tried to really get him to admit that he had written sundown and he really he held fast you see all these things you also see another one that just seems to be day after day after day after day of this dude who's lying on the ground stocking books just putting them in and all of the 
that trail of smoke goes into that guy. All of the other trails of smoke go back into Dixon, who you look back at, and he looks at all of you with relief and joy and, oh, what's the word? Not nostalgia, but like, I think for some of you, it's been quite a, quite a long time since you've seen him indeed. And he's like, some of you guys, I've been trying to get you to come and visit me in the town for years. And when I needed you, I knew you'd come. You remember Follow us. Question. <laughs> of course I remember you, Captain. You told me I was your best friend on Earth. <laughs> I did. I did say that. You said it just <laughs> like that, which confused me at the time. Now I understand it's a little bit of an insult, but we're still buds. Couple things. What the hell was that thing? Sometimes you gotta shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> He's gonna go. That's... Is there anything left? Is there anything left of this brain? Like just like rubbish on the ground? Doesn't matter. Yep, for sure. There's like little squelchy. Uh... He's going to go over condom hand in hand and he's going to just start smacking one of the pieces of brain and be like, who do you work for? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Roll investigate a mystery. For <laughs> oh, dear God. God. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Uh, That's a four. It's <laughs> a lap. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I want to. I want to just make up something very stupid. That this is a minion of the brain lord Zargod, up to his old tricks once more. <laughs> a minion of the brain lord Zargod, up to his tricks once again. It's okay <laughs> though, Dixon. You've got nothing to worry about. We've busted it here today. <laughs> Wasn't Zargog the bad guy? In that th Thunder Mouse cartoon. And me, me Captain turns to you solemnly. <laughs> you best start be believing in cartoons. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all in one. <laughs> Executive producer Johnny Crow. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to need a drink. <clears throat> well, I, I would offer to go with you, but... Uh, so, Barb, is this like an open marriage, or...? You know, we don't really like to define much of anything, me and the Florida man. But, Dixon, it was nice to see you. But the captain and I, we've, we've got less than 24 hours to break my husband out of jail and have the craziest marital threesome you've ever seen. <laughs> Mavis, Wyatt... Dixon, y'all are all invited if you'd like to come and watch. No, thank you, dear. I, I've, uh, I've already had a brain suck on my brain. I, I think I just need a <laughs> stiff drink and to lie down. Alone. Alone. I'm, I'm a happily monogamously, mostly monogamously married man. We, yeah, no, no, I'm good. Thank you. Dixon goes, yeah, that's going to be a hard pass from me. Do not want. Search <laughs> <laughs> <Suit> yourself. <laughs> and Captain Meekat that's going to go over and like sucker up uh, Barb's leg to get like up onto your shoulder. <laughs> I bet he will. <laughs> what shoulder? <laughs> well, there's like a place where the fin meets the body and <laughs> the fin joint. 
I think so leave with them to that, it. <laughs> I kind of want this <laughs> like this. If that's your plan, I like the idea of you two teleporting away off to go bust out <laughs> Florida man and see if you can get something started. And Dixon will look to you, Wyatt and Mavis, and point back through the hole and be like, so how about that drink? Yes, yes, dear. Um, keep them and coming. And that, I think, will conclude our adventure for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most very chaotic I can even imagine. <laughs> I oh, think my gosh. Lauren, I think Lauren said something about, this is really weird, a stream where it's not Zero being the lewd one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have to do much. I just sat back. <laughs> so then, for funsies, did you conclude the current mystery? Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. Did you Kinda. save someone from certain death or worse? You certainly did. Yeah. Yeah, 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 did we yeah. learn something new and important about the world? Uh, They're all connected. <laughs> There's a brain lord and he has minions. <laughs> and that bastard Zargon. <laughs> Zargon! Zargon! <laughs> and did we learn something everyone? new and important about one of the hunters? Oh, we learned so much about all of us. <laughs> we, <laughs> mostly Bob. <laughs> we learned yeah. more than we wanted to about Barb. <laughs> Everyone go ahead and mark two experience. I level up. <laughs> I level up as well. Also, you say we learned more than we wanted about Bar, but I know Jay's out there like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay was very pissed off, I think. Deliver unto Early me on. Barb content. We need more Bob content. <laughs> Well, if you subscribe to the Shrimp and Crits Patreon, you can hear Barb's bloopers. <laughs> Plenty of Barb content on there. I am sure. Yeah. Does, do we want to hang out and chat for a wee while? Do we want to see if the audience wants to ask us any questions about our characters, about the one shot, or, or anything like that? Sure. I mean, sure this, thing. This, this one shot started specifically because... Literally, the the group chat is called the Dixon Appreciation Society. We wanted to give something back to a fan, an audience member that we all have in common, who, who was Dixon. So um, everyone jumped on board immediately and said, yes, we will do a, a keeper's, um, I don't want to say retreat, since that was something we did with Jason and with um, Sean, but something similar. Will we bring I, I would love it. I would categorize it as oops all keepers. Yeah, oops, all oops. Keepers. oops all keepers. Oops all NPCs or oops all bystanders rather. Thank you, Dixon. Your support means the world. It really oh, does. Really? You've definitely helped support me, like specifically. Like there are other people who've helped out, but like last year I was working for a nonprofit. I made fourteen thousand dollars. Just gonna let that out into the world and yeah, and like one of the ways we made it through is because Dixon like really funded a uh, a stream we did for Saro, and uh, that really helped me out. So, hell yeah, oh, Dixon! I, I'm sorry I didn't mean to make you cry, buddy. Um, <laughs> do you want me to call you Little Dixon again? 
<laughs> Would that be good for you? Do you want that? Um, we have a we have a question from oh creative one twelve. Where did these NPCs Maya. originally come from, and Maya. how did you come up with it in your own shows? Anyone want to go first? Uh, I mean, I can say that Captain Me Captain came about. Uh, he was the. the I needed a buffoon captain uh, for the ship in our Monster of the Week in Space game. And I had just finished reading a book called uh, Emperor Mollusk and the Sinister Brain. A fantastic book. It's uh, by, I'll look it up later. I'll, or I'll remember it here in five seconds. But in that, there's like a, uh, basically like a squid or octopus-like space creature that's like rather small that like controls this little mech suit, does all this stuff. And so like the idea of like having a small sea creature be a character uh, was in my brain. And I was like, what if it was like a starfish? And that's like all the, all the details I needed, like I need them to be kind of a buffoon. I need them to be a starfish. And then the rest of the character just kind of formed organically across the game. Love that. Nice. I loved I loved Captain Me Captain a lot. <laughs> yes. I did not He's realize so this is like, you know, organic character growth. I did not realize Captain Me Captain is going to be such a sexual character. And yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this hot starfish going after his his new uh, catfish friend here. Uh, speaking of, I can easily answer this question for Barb. My my general manager at the restaurant where I work here in Nashville, Tennessee, Destin, shout out to Destin. He came up with the character of Barb the River Maid, and he had a voice for, uh, for her and had a couple of little quips that he would make um, as a joke. And he, he thinks that this you know ttrpg shit is the nerdiest you know like he's like he's like nerd alert anytime i talk about any of my podcast stuff but as soon as he talked about barb the river maid i was like she needs to be a part of gullicocha galore uh, and i started I making to hate her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and exactly i started making plans to make her a beloved part of the shrimp and crits canon very beloved thanks for the question maya so why it was was not my creation per se um usually whenever i start a season of a show or you know do any work with the show i kind of like ask my my players for a little bit of a pedigree who are the important people in their lives and megan who i'm not sure if she's still in the chat like her character zelda she's kind of the oddball out she's the only non-chosen one in a family of chosen one and slayers and um she was like, yeah, I've got a mom and a dad and twin older sisters. And she's like, you know, she's probably closer to her dad than she is with the others. And I kind of was like, okay, so, and her dad gave her a gift and it's a pair of these brass knuckles that say Wardwell on, on the knuckles. And I was like, wouldn't that be a great homage if he actually had Wardwell tattooed on his knuckles? And he did that, but he like imbued it with magic. So his body is like kind of this whole monster slaying weapon itself. And then I just kind of built the character from that. I was like, okay, so what does he look like? And I was like, oh, Ron Perlman just came to mind instantly. I was like, yeah, that's, 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 that's everybody's dad. I think uh, <laughs> in their heart. Yes. And yeah, he just kind of sprouted from there. And then, Magic. yeah, as, as JR pointed out, then the fans met Wyatt, and as much as I insisted calling him Wyatt Wardwell, he just the fans just called him Daddy Wardwell. 
the, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mavis, nothing special really. I just needed a librarian. She started out being the typical bland elderly librarian, but then as they visited the library more, got into more shenanigans, broke into the library. Um, I started connecting her to other NPCs. She's in some kind of relationship with the sheriff. Yeah, she's just more there to be someone who provides information and, and knowledge and that kind of thing. And also um, lives in a castle now. So, because the library turned into one. Um, and Angus lives there in the basement. And yeah, there's lots of weapons. But yeah, anyway, that's that's what happened with Mavis, I think too outlandish just just lives in a castle um, just lives in a castle as you do in a library yeah as all libraries are um i th- was two more questions that i saw yeah wolfsbane had one uh johnny if you were to have played an npc for the game uh which one would you choose so from i was thinking about this as as you I think the easy choice is Dockers, the stoner ghost from the 70s. And I would have had to come up with some reason why he would be corporeal because he is canonically a ghost who resides uh, at turns inside the heads of my various player characters. Or I would have done Verdigree, who is a about three and a half foot tall frog man who is a bit of a a bit of a librarian himself. He would have probably been at that cosm- cosmic library uh, conference with you guys. You could just borrow a body for the stoner ghost. I mean, yeah, I think that would have been fun to kind of fun to come up with what body he would have gotten and how. <laughs> okay, so next time uh, where Johnny and David and I are on a stream, uh, we have to be the three. We have to be Kramit the Toad uh, and y'all's two <laughs> frog characters. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it'll be it'll be the worst. I love it. <laughs> All of our Kermit the Frog impressions <laughs> on full display. Oh shoot! It'll be the most pleasant chaos you've ever encountered. <laughs> Maybe we can record that as a shrimp and crits uh, something. That would be that would be chaos. <laughs> Put it on the Patreon. Yeah, Audio perfect for human ears. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so great. <laughs> You gotta put that behind a paywall. (laughs) Yeah, you can't give that shit away for free, man. Yeah, that's gold. That's gold in the hill. To protect the uninitiated. (laughs) Fair, also fair. You can record video and put it up on um, Patreon. If you need that, we get you all to dress up. (laughs) Just all, we're all wearing green. Do not do this in green face, okay? Got a problematic history in our country. <laughs> look, if we do it in green face, we can digitally edit ourselves to look like anything we want. <laughs> we do you have a suggestion that there is also a character in uh, Monsters Playbook who is a talking cat named Sevdomenos, who is the cat of the the wealthy uh, Nessos family, who talks a little bit like a mob boss. Okay. And can tell when you're lying. Oh. That's just a cat. That's t- yeah, right. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Regular cat. Then this is all I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, he talks like a mob boss. He can tell when you're lying. You've probably got one in your house. 
the dead boy 42 says can we do a one-time payment thing to get this hot from <laughs> we'll t- we're gonna branch out from patreon into uh only fans <laughs> oh uh jason had a good suggestion that we should get checkers from reckless attack who is is a if i remember right is a grung that has a giant frog mount but also has either a frog familiar or a frog animal companion so it's a frog on a frog on a frog with Whoa. a frog yeah <laughs> Try frog. Schrodinger's frog. That's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've been asked if we do this again, who will be the keeper's keeper next time? Not it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a chaos goblin. We we had a game of nose goes to decide it the first time. We'll see what happens the second. (laughs) Three nose one. Well, I, I mean, I basically picked who who it was. Only frogs. Um, I, I wanted to see David play again because you're always running Brindlewood Bay for us on the stream and you're running Brindlewood Bay for us on Thursday. It's true. So I wanted to give you a break. Don't miss um, Mr. Ray says he's been quite busy and it's hard to get him on the stream so I didn't want him to put the added load of um, having to prepare a game for him. And it came down to Johnny and, and Ian. And um, I really enjoyed the the hell one shot that Johnny ran. It was just crazy shenanigans. And I saw the game going crazy shenanigans. So I asked Johnny to if he could run this one so we could get um, Bob, the lovely f- fan favorite <laughs> from Shrimp and Critson, to... <laughs> I'm so glad we did it this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny. Thanks for thanks for running. You did yeah, a great job. Really. I, yeah, awesome. I enjoyed so this much, game Johnny. a lot. And I, I, you know, to project towards the future, I don't know if it'll be a direct sequel to this or whatever. But I would love to run. I don't think I've ever run anything on the Zero stream. So you um, did the light side. That's true. I did yeah. light side. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'd love to run something sometime. Especially, you know, for this group or you know whatever. Okay, we'll figure it so, out. Uh, we'll write that down. And since um, you we'll won't do mass be next time. available to barb it up, I guess I could play Beto. <laughs> there you go. I also I had a question for Johnny in regards to this game. Uh, because I'm sure there was things that you had prepared that we didn't exactly get to because yep. of the chaos it. of the moment. Uh, what was what was a piece you were excited to use that we just we just totally didn't give you the space to? <laughs> So there was the whole the whole monster of was much more sprawling than I think I maybe needed it to be. The the initial intention was for the beast itself to be something else that I was calling the plagiarist in that it was going into your heads and stealing all of your stories. And it was going to have gorged itself on Dixon and have assumed that everyone in town would also have as many stories and would just drain them dry because their lives are boring. And his isn't. And then there were going to be uh, doppelgangers or Dixon gangers that would have uh, (laughs) abilities taken from his stories that each time you killed one of them would return those to him and make him a more useful ally. So my putting Dixon into fights and as in, in a helpful capacity was something that I, Wish we could have gotten to, but I think what we got instead was <laughs> equally wondrous. 
That always happens, doesn't it? Especially in a one shot. We always spend too much time at the beginning with shenanigans and introductions and stuff, and then it's just kind of like, ah, I got to cut out all of this stuff, throw it away. And... <laughs> but then I... you got to remember that the shenanigans are the point. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, the audience loves it. We love it. <laughs> I oh, loves it. From the first memory steal of one of the players, I had an idea that didn't get uh, played out, but I want to I want to share it with you guys because it was super fun. I have an ability called I am theirs and they are mine or a move rather where like basically my guide can just show up to protect protect me out of nowhere. So I was if the thing was going to attack Barb and try to steal her memory, I thought it would be really crazy if uh, the Florida man showed up protected me from the memory steal and then like somehow the monster is stealing the chaos like the <laughs> memories don't make sense like it breaks the monster because the <laughs> memories of the florida man are don't don't fucking fit together you know like that kind of deal but that would have been so good <laughs> why is he always it's throwing pieces <laughs> right but I think that the uh, story, I think Captain McCaptain's story being the thing that did it was uh, was was perfect. And, you you know, Smite kind of gets you. If you, you can kill the monster with your bare hands. I, I do have to say, I am also, I'm also quite, a, quite a fan of uh, the fact that your Smite weapon, you have literally turned yourself into a weapon. Yeah, I oh, thought yeah. that would have been a, a fun thing for an experienced monster hunter to do. Very um, self I always very like, self sacrificing. Yeah, I always always like doing stuff like that. Like, you know, I there's a few like games I've played where it's kinda like lets you freely do magic, like, you know, as you can explain it and justify it. And I usually always make a, a spellcaster who's got these tattoos like locked and ready. It's like a spell at the ready and just yeah. I've always loved that idea. It's like, you know, it's it's blood magic, it's runic magic, and it's just it's fun to play with. Yep. Yeah, totally. It's a permanent tattoo on your on your knuckle. And yeah, yeah, the narrative implications to me of like, well, if this this is to to the to this extent, this is what I am for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like uh, very visible commitment to the life. I've I've thought about actually getting that Wardwell tattoo on my knuckles, but I, sh I mean, I'm I'm a, a middle school English teacher. <laughs> Somebody really so, wants to do this. Yeah, yeah, in, in a very Bible thumpy kind of Christian area. So I don't know how well that would have would have come across, but um, you know, the thoughts always in the back of my mind, like you know, having to explain it. I mean, why would well? <laughs> it's from my podcast. It's one of my characters. <laughs> That's all you got to do is just say it's from my podcast and they instantly don't care anymore. <laughs> Zero follow up questions. Zero follow up. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that would hurt. Right. Keep keep walking or he's going to tell you about Casper mattresses. <laughs> I like Laura's point in the chat. Just make up an alternative Christian explanation for the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> might i mean that's blow in the dark ink would be cool stuff right Smite right, yeah. is a pretty christian adjacent move you know, oh, oh these? Blow in the dark ink dixon says i do like that or black, so or black lighting coming in the dark yeah. 
The black light tattoo. Oh, yeah. real quick. In my town recently, there was a business in the, the building I used to office out of that the business was, they would give you real tattoos that would just fade over time after like a few months. Mm-hmm. Except here's the thing. They didn't. <laughs> so people got all these tattoos thinking, oh, it's just for a little while. But then oh, now no. it's like, whatever you got, guess how tattoos work. <laughs> Yikes. And I love they that. do sort of fade. So it just looks horrible. <laughs> Rep. That's just a tattoo, says Jason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, other than being asked how are we so awesome, um, I think that's probably it for the questions. If you want to share how you're so awesome, that'd be great. But I don't think anyone likes answering that question. Or Thanks, it's the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hydration. when I was young, I stumbled into a cave. And I found a <laughs> magic rock. And ever since then, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> it's the generational trauma. <laughs> there it is the real yep. answer hiding behind the wall the whole time hydrate damn it oh i'm all out i'm of, out of water i'm water yeah i'm water i'm out of water face yourselves people oh ian's thirsty what a surprise <laughs> <laughs> oh boy hey, hey now <laughs> okay okay let's let's wrap this up it's always funny to, to play game. games with other people to see that you're all like this, and it's not just my players. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm so excited to see this game on YouTube later, just so I can like clip the bit of the interaction between Florida Man and Barb, because I need to see that again already. It, it just happened in front of me a little while ago, and I need to see that again. Well, when we're I finished, you can go back on the on Twitch and, and clip it. That's true. The VOD will still yeah. be up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be up for Thanks about do it immediately. Weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to thank Johnny, first of all, for agreeing to run this wonderful one shot, being the keeper of keepers. <laughs> thank you so much, um, Johnny. <laughs> and I want to thank my fellow players. Ian from Shrimp and Crips. Thank you, Ian, for being so barbalicious. <laughs> barbalicious You're welcome. <laughs> and barbalicious Ray. definition make the boys go loco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one can follow, yeah. to, to follow that up. <laughs> thank you also <laughs> to Mr. Ray from Toodle Creature Feature. And also... To those in the audience who are from True Dollar Creature Feature as well, we've seen we've seen all a few of them, haven't we? And mm-hmm. I think uh, two people from uh, Monsters Playbook are here too. That's yeah. correct. None, none of my players here as well. are here. <laughs> Cap's probably kind of here. <laughs> if I know Cap, <laughs> love you, and Cap. So thank you to David from Trails of the Apocalypse. Um, I've posted all of the links in the chat. So if you're not familiar with any of them or the podcasts that we're from, or if you really, really enjoyed what how they p- performed their, their boy, bystanders, bystanders, wow, the characters today, <laughs> you can go see more of them or hear more of them on their podcast. Also a big thanks to you guys, the audience, for watching. And, of course, our special special audience member our big fanboy to dixon for um just being so awesome dixon thank you very much thank you everyone now we just wave awkwardly while we find the bye-bye screen bye